What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative, and it's officially the 300th episode of this podcast about collecting sports cards. It is going to be a little different than what we normally do on Fridays. I hope that is okay with you. As I sat here trying to prepare for episode 300, I really struggled thinking about what I wanted to do, what I wanted to say, who I wanted to have on. And so the approach that I took is I asked some of you in the community a simple question. And that simple question was, what is one thing that you've learned while collecting that you wanted to share with the community? So we're going to close out episode 300 by involving members of our hobby, of our community, to share some perspective. And I want to thank everyone in advance for shooting a quick audio submission and making it part of this show. And also, too, I want to thank all of you out there for keeping me motivated to get up and do this a couple times a week. I will say I get asked all the time, um, what's in it for you? How do you keep this going? What's your end goal? And I would be lying if I told you that I had a plan. This has never been a plan. This hasn't been a plan to get sponsorship money, although we do appreciate all of our unofficial sponsors on the Stacking Slabs podcast. There's never a plan to grow my personal brand. There was never any real gimmicks, hooks, traps that I wanted to involve in this. Really, it came from, this has always come from a place of passion. It's come from, you know, my heart. It's been uh, something that has really afforded me to meet you all, meet amazing people, learn, level up, and ultimately share in a passion around sports and collectibles that I deeply love and had absolutely no idea that there were so many other like-minded people out there who were on the same page with me until I started this damn podcast about collecting sports cards. So this is going to be a unique episode. Hopefully you enjoy it. Just going to share some personal perspective, going to share those uh, perspectives of other people, and we're going to get in and get out. I, I don't want a big hoopla. We don't need to pop the champagne corks. I'm just here. It's a normal episode. And what I want to dig into from the top is just, I love it when people play back some of the catchphrases that I say on this show. Yes, I think and operate in professional wrestling. It is a passion of mine. So a lot of my thoughts are structured and oriented in that capacity, especially when I'm creating content. That's all fun and games, but I always love hearing stuff played back to me because I know it resonates. And then one of the things that I've said on this episode from the jump is that this is an escape. It is an escape from the day-to-day, the priorities of life, the trials and tribulations. It is an escape from bad days, and it is an escape from problems. And 
I always view the opportunity to collect, and this doesn't just mean the mail days, but the process. It's not just about the cards, but it's about the process. I view the process of um, searching, navigating, communicating, looking through platforms, digging around. I love it. I love the challenge, and I love the effect it has on me and how it takes my brain away from whatever stress I have in my life. And it puts focus in on something that's really fun and it's a pursuit. And so when I see bickering, when I see a bunch of negativity, when I see um, people talking about people all the time, I don't really have time for it because when much like when we go to the movies, and we put our phones down and we tune in and all of our focus is on the, the, the big screen. That's how I feel about the hobby. And I don't have time for the distractions and all of that comes along with it. And so been therapeutic for me while we look at the mainstream of the hobby and look at all the stories that catch attention, that get people to click, that get people to share, that cause debate, that cause bickering. That's the stuff that's front and center. But if you peel back a couple layers, it's the foundation, it's the core, it's the individuals out there who are busy professionals, grinding your ass off, trying to make a buck or two to make you and your family's life better, while then also taking whatever comes out on the other side, that disposable income, aka fun money, and putting it directly into the hobby and doing that because you treat it as an escape and doing that because it makes you feel something. I think that is powerful. And I think that why there's been such a strong audience and there has been a fucking great audience for this show. It's incredible to me. I look at it every week and I just see thousands and thousands of people listening to this show, downloading this show, telling a damn friend about this show. And it's special. It's fun. It's fun. And it never do I want it to be about me. What I want it to be about is the process, is the stories, is the cards. And so I think while it's a little bit ironic that talking about cards is an alternative to the mainstream hobby, that's where we're at right now. And so the more collector conversations and perspective that I can share with people who are going through stuff that I went through and people value that, then I think it helps allow me to take, to be one small contributor in this big piece of pushing people who are listening to the show in a direction around collecting. And I think that really matters. I want to thank everybody out there who continually listens to this show, first and foremost. Um, you are the catalyst for this show going on. If no one gave a shit and no one cared and I didn't enjoy doing this, this wouldn't be a thing. But when we, when I think about passion projects and creative outlets and things that I've done in my life, um, this is at the top of the list without question. And there are no expectations on the other side of it either. It's I do this because I enjoy it. I do this because I know it's resonating at some level. And most importantly, I do this because I get to meet amazing people. I have friends 
from all over the world because of this show, and I love it. I think back to why I'm here and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And if you think about yourself and you think about the money that you spent on sports cards on a regular basis, if you were talking to someone who had no idea what sports cards were or loosely knew of what they what they were in their place and you told them the amount of money that you were spending on cards on a weekly or monthly basis, they would look at you cross-eyed. And I think that is probably pretty normal to the outside, but people who are in it get it and understand. And I've always viewed collecting as an escape. I have been called a collector of collections. Um, I don't know. I like physical assets. I like the how they make me feel. I like the association. I am an all-in type of individual, very passionate around my interests and things that I like. And so collecting gets me closer to that. I think there's some piece of imagination that goes into all this that doesn't really get talked about much, but you have to have an imagination in order to collect cards and think about how you want to build, design, curate, whatever you want to call it, your collection. And I think the more you're in it and the deeper you get, the more demand it has on your imagination. And so any time where I can think about two years, three years, four years, five years from now and look at my collection and where I want it to be, I think that's very, very motivating. And so I also think there's value in the stories. And I am not here for the transactional um, clips I'm not here for the controversy. I'm not necessarily here for the 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 polls of the rookie cards that of players that aren't going to be anything in a year or two. I'm not really here for that. I'm here for the stories. I'm here for the stories from the collectors about their pursuits and what they've gone through and the connections and the travel and the money spent and all that. I'm into that stuff. I'm into learning from other individuals. And so this show and the 300 episodes that have been behind this one, that has been a primary factor. It's been like, how can I get people on here that I can learn from? And then in turn, people listening can learn too. I think we reminisce a lot. We, as collectors, like to rehash old stories. We like to bring up memories and just take a second and visualize a time from growing up where sports cards were involved. And it could be you going to the hobby shop and buying your first hobby box, getting your first pack, creating your first player PC. Think about those moments deeply. And picture yourself in that time. And when we think about the hobby, we like to associate ourselves with those times of a younger self and how that time made us feel and how we were care. We had care, no care in the world and how we were doing it because we were wanted to build a connection and we wanted to let our passion, let our passion out and burst at the seams. Think about those times. 
I think about those moments all the time. But I think one thing that I don't do a good enough job on, on that I want to recognize here is we are living currently in that moment, but amplified times 100. And I'm not sure we all really realize it. We don't really realize the fact that we add these cards to our collections that make us feel something stronger than any of those moments that ever existed growing up just because of the experience and just because of the way it makes us feel as we evolved in life. I don't know about you, but I feel like a kid doing this. This makes me really happy. And I also meet amazing people. And I think that's really freaking cool. And I think that's what's special. I think what's special is recognition and realizing that we're all here and we're all spending a lot of money trying to collect cards that make us feel something or remind us of a moment or a player or a team that was really special in our life. And now we've got the money to make it happen. And I think that's one thing that just 300 episode, haven't really talked about it, but one thing I certainly wanted to call out. I wanted to just, again, say thank you to the community of collectors and the listeners of the Stacking Slabs podcast. It still blows my freaking mind that people uh, take pictures of their cars and Stacking Slabs is on. People send ridiculous photos of cutting their lawn or down on the farm or walking through the city or you know doing whatever you're doing to to listen to the show and support this show. I do appreciate that. I think about the journey of this show and just to rewind the tape since we're on episode 300 but I remember seeing cards for the first time in a long time right before the pandemic. And I remember having interest and it was wrestling cards at first, just being a wrestling collector. And I remember seeing things and I remember the Zion craze going on and something about all of this momentum got me interested. And of course, when the pandemic happened, we were all in our houses. I had a podcast for work at the time, still do. Um, And I thought to myself, okay, this sports card thing looks a lot different than when I was a kid. And there's probably other people that are bored at home right now going through their collections. And there's probably a lot of other people around my demographic who are trying to figure this shit out. Um, But how many people are actually documenting this experience? And so that's what I set out to do. I set out to use some of my professional skills and tell stories of things that I've learned along the way. And you all know, especially if you've been here from the jump, you know about the iterations and the maturations and the evolution of the Stacking Slabs podcast. And yeah, I do get notes every once in a while, uh, poking a little fun at a player or two I used to talk about on this podcast because I was trying to figure this shit out just like all of you. I've been down the same rabbit holes as all of you. I am not anybody that knows what they're doing. What I know what I'm doing is through my own personal experience and I just use this as a platform to share. Um, I I think there's something powerful when we all get into this place where we figure it out. You know, 
and it's never really figured it out, but we overcome that hurdle. And that one hurdle is saying, you know what? You people who are talking and stating facts and putting your shit on us, we don't care. We don't care about you. We don't care about your opinion. What we're here to do is collect cards that make us feel really happy because if we're spending our money on here, we don't want anyone else to tell us what to buy, okay? When we get to that point, when we realize the mainstream is for the birds and we get into our little rabbit holes and we collect our pictures of car, our cardboard pictures of our favorite athletes and it just matters to us, that's when the evolution happens. And I think I love buying stuff that I like and that doesn't necessarily have a connection with somebody else because it's for me. I love the guests that I've had on this show and all the conversations. I love all the friendships that I've had. I hope you've all felt the passion and authenticity along the way. And that's been a big objective for me is I want you to know that if you meet me out in public or you see me at the national and we run into each other and we get to chatting that the person that you're talking with is the same guy you hear on this show on a regular basis. There is no front. This is me 100% all the time. The only thing I've tried to sell any of you all on this entire journey, this entire 300 episodes is how amazing of an escape collecting sports cards can be. Good times, there's bad times, but it's always there. And I think finding your collecting groove is so fun and it's so important. And when we're hitting it, and you're buying those cards and those cards are coming and you look at your collection and it makes you feel something special, that is when you know. I asked the audience, and we're going to get into that to close out the episode, episode 300, going to keep saying it because it feels good. I asked the audience, what's the most valuable thing you've learned while collecting? And I figured before we share some of the takes from the community, why don't I share some of my own? So that's what I'm going to do. Talked about selflessness on the last show, but here I'm going to talk about being selfish. And when I say being selfish, it is a lesson that I've learned is that we need to be selfish when it comes to buying cards for ourselves, because we are trying to curate a PC that is significant to you and not significant to anyone else. I think That is the one opportunity in the hobby where it's 100% okay to be selfish. Should not listen to anyone else, should not take anyone else's opinion. We can be inspired by other collectors, and trust me, I am. There's so many collectors out there who have ridiculous collections, who have turned me on to different sets and different products that I happily have in my cases, and I would never have bought those certain cards if it wasn't for admiration of other collectors completely acceptable, but never buy a card because some jokers out there telling you that it's going up in value or if it's a good investment. That shit is so stupid. And I can't wait for that to be completely over with in the hobby. And what we need to do, what we need to do as a community of collectors is make sure shit doesn't go sideways, especially when we've got new powers that be taking over. Always feel comfortable and feel okay to express your voice, especially when it comes to collecting, first and foremost. Another valuable thing that I've learned is the power of the community. 
I am pro sharing what I need, sharing uh, what I'm looking for, because it's always good to have other eyes and ears out there helping you out. I have so many stories, and I can't even begin to start them about how amazing this community of collectors is, giving cards, sending me thank yous, um, looking out for me. And that happens way too regular for me not to not only recognize it, but also not to give back. And so I think that's really, really important. It's really important to recognize the network and know that you don't just need to do it yourself, but the more you share, likely the more you get back. That is the power of the community. I think getting out of cards, regardless of the cost, if it can help you get something you want more, is one of the most valuable lessons. We all buy cards and we need to recognize the utility value that we have in the moments in the seasons. There are seasons, there are seasons when cards make sense, there are seasons when cards don't make sense, and there's always something bigger and better we're chasing. There are going to be any cards in your collection that you're never going to want to get rid of. I can look at my case right now and say, never, I would never sell that, no chance. But then there are cards that have a little bit of an opportunity to leave if something bigger comes up. So I think being adaptable and being okay with letting go, especially if it gets you somewhere you want to be more quicker is very important. I think defining your process, I think being aimless and operating and just buying cards to buy cards isn't a good strategy, but I think the more you define your process on types of cards, uh, values of cards, when you want to grade, how you want to grade, how you want to sell, Putting that plan in place and executing on it makes for repeatable things to happen. You start to learn and you start to grow. And the more I have defined process, but also some wiggle room around that process, the better that I've been and the more enjoyable this hobby has been to me. I think blocking distractions is valuable. Getting people who I don't give a shit about, things I don't care about out of my feed. I want what I like in my feed. And I think it's always okay to take a step back and just get rid of shit. The more we get rid of stuff that doesn't make us happy, the better hobby experience we're going to have. I think there's the three C's. I think it's collecting, connecting, and continuity. Those three things together, to me, creates a hobby experience that's unforgettable and undeniable. I think nostalgia is something valuable to never, never Never put a muzzle on your nostalgia. If your nostalgia is peeking through and it wants to take you into a direction, go. You go explore. Go start buying. You might sell those down the road. You might buy more. It might bring you into a whole new lane and collection. But the more I've leaned into nostalgia, the better time I've had. And also, it's okay to be first. It is okay to be first on things. And if it doesn't seem cool or it doesn't seem like a lane that a bunch of people want to collect in, it's okay. Chances are turning left when everyone else is going right is always a good idea. And just those are some of the things that I've learned along the way. And there's still so much learning and I still have so much time for this hobby and I have a ton of passion for it. And I have a lot of passion for you, the listener of the Stacking Slabs podcast, your hobby content alternative, and want to thank some people. And if you, if I didn't chat you out here, you probably entered your submission later and we'll try to get it in. But here's, here's some people that you're going to hear from 
and I haven't listened to them yet. So I don't, I'm not sure all people have called out their names when they did it. My instructions were kind of generic. It was like, Hey, answer this question about what's one valuable thing you've learned uh, from collecting. And I just opened up my uh, Gmail and saw all the responses. So I got one from Denny's cards and Carlson cards, Chris Hoge, house of Jordan's Congratulations, Chris, on being the number one guest on the show. I did actually look through episodes and see that. And Hose, you're still at uh, the number one spot. We'll see if anyone else is coming for you. Uh, my man, Curtis, 90s kid card collector, Brandon Headley, Kyle, TB12 sports card, Kevin, Luke, Hawks, and Habs PC, Iowa Dave, Mickey 8, Cardboard Shine, my man, Gelman, Drake's PC. That's all that I have in front of me now. Maybe your clip's on here if you send it in late. I don't know, but I just want to say I did not set out to do this show and do 300 episodes, but here we are, and we're going to keep them going. This isn't over. We're going to we're only just beginning here. So let's close out this episode from listening by listening to some of the collectors in the community. The community is the guest for episode 300. I appreciate all of you. Happy freaking collecting. And we will be back always with another episode of Stacking Slabs podcast on the other side of this. Let's roll some of those collectors. Peace out. Uh, first of all, um, congratulations, Brett, on uh, 300 episodes. Um, that went fast. I remember when you first started. Uh, so what I learned from collecting is um, first, uh, I guess, to figure out what you really like to collect um, you know, what you really want to concentrate and focus on what you're, what you really want to accomplish from it. Uh, you know, that might change over time, you know, um, you know, you might stumble onto something and you might head in, in a, you know, totally different direction. But for the most part, you know, I really think that you should kind of pick an area and kind of, and really stick to that area at least for a little while and then go from there. Um, you know, it, you really can't go half ass in a million different directions or, or else I, I really think you kind of be setting yourself up for failure and uh, you, you might take some losses. But, uh, you know, if you concentrate on, on one area and uh, acquire as much knowledge as you possibly can from that area, you know, you learn about the sets, the products, the players, the pop counts, selling trends, uh, historical values, um, you know, you, you, you learn from read online, uh, relationships that, uh, you might build on IG or social media or in your local card shop or, uh, you know, or just from, uh, you know, experience and just being in a hobby a while, uh, you know, once you have all that knowledge, uh, about that particular area that you're collecting, uh, you know, it really prepares you to make better buys. You know, you're always going to take, uh, you know, losses, but you know, you could really, I think you could really cut them losses down to a minimum, like, like, or, or almost none at all. You know, if, if you're really smart and been in a hobby for a while, um, you know, it, it also like, it allows you, you know, when you have a solid knowledge base, um, you know, allows you to avoid hype, you know, or FOMO, you know, something might come up like, a, uh, you know, a card might come up that could be like a fad or, you know, or a gimmicky type card and everybody's jumping on it. Everyone's, um, 
you know, real hype about it. But, you know, you probably you might have seen that before. You might have seen that same kind of player with those same kind of stats and that same kind of set, you know, two, three, you know, four years ago and being like, nah, uh, I'm familiar with this kind of thing. I'm I'm not uh, jumping on that. And, uh, you know, you, you could have, you know, avoided, uh, you know, a major loss, a catastrophe. Um, you know, so, I mean, overall, I mean, the more knowledge that you acquire, it just it really allows you to just navigate the hobby, you know, to, just to make safer buys and just kind of allows you to, to work towards your goals um, of whatever you're collecting at that time. So, um, you know, like, for example, like with uh, Little Victory's YouTube video, um, you know, he he uh, he bought a Luca uh, Prism rookie, uh, like a B- BGS seven or eight, and uh, it was off center. And like he knows he's been you know collecting so long, he knows that PSA, you know, they take that card, and a lot of times they don't really see it as off center, just because he subbed so many of those Luca rookies in in different parallels and whatnot, and he was able to get a gem out of it, you know, and just because you know he's been collecting so long and subbed that card, and you know and whether he learned it from someone else or figured it out himself, I mean, it was just like a major come up from him. Uh, you know, it was a pretty huge power. I think it was like a red ruby or whatever. But um, anyway, that's pretty much it. And I guess, um, you know, you could pretty much apply that to anything in life. You know, you, you prepare, you know, you go towards your goals. And then, um, you know, the more prepared you are, the better the outcome might be. And um, that's it. All right, man. Congratulations and uh, keep up the good work. I'll see you. Hey, Brett. This is Dan from Lakeside Collectibles, Lakeside Collects on Instagram. You had asked, what's the most valuable thing you've learned while collecting? I think for me, it's hard to boil it down to one thing. So I have two thoughts I wanted to share. First, when we started collecting, we were all over the place when we came back into the hobby. We would see a post or hear about something that was hot and we would chase it. It was based on what others said success looked like. At a certain point, We looked at the cards and didn't feel like this was the story we wanted to tell. We had to reframe our thinking based on idea from Warren Buffett's book. He called it having an internal scorecard. With an internal scorecard, no one can define success for you but you. Who is to tell us how to collect and if we are succeeding? When we give that power up, we are just following the crowd. We prefer to turn left when the group is going right. And finally, I can't not talk about well-being. I've talked to a psychologist since my early 20s. And I knew at a certain point I wouldn't be able to see my psychologist because he was getting older um, and not feeling well. So we started building a plan for when that day would come when I wouldn't see him. At one of our last chats, before he did eventually become ill and pass away, he told me to make sure I did something that I liked to do when I was 10. Bring out 10-year-old Danny, he said, and share it with your kids. It's interesting because when I got sick a little while later, my endocrinologist suggested it as well. And here we are, continuously learning, building new friendships, and feeling better. What did 10-year-old Danny like? Pieces of cardboard, wrestling, and hanging out with his buddies. Congrats on 300 episodes, my man. Thank you for letting us come along for the ride. Best wishes, Slancha. Hey, Brett, this is Drake. Congrats on 300 episodes. I'm uh, so awesome. I'm uh, grateful to, be, to have been a part on, uh, on a number of those episodes. So congrats, first and foremost. 
But the most valuable thing I've learned while collecting is to collect the players and cards that mean the most to me. Uh, when I returned to the hobby about four or four and a half years ago, I was kind of collecting things that other people were were telling me to collect. And I found at the end of the day that really didn't bring me the happiness that I was looking for. And one day I kind of sat down and I'm like, you know, why am I collecting some of these players or some of these types of cards when I really have an attachment and grew up a fan of guys like Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and professional wrestling and, and things like that. So so I think it's important to to collect who you like and also collect the cards you like because the type of cards that I like may not be the type of cards that somebody else likes. And that's okay because it's it's my cards and I have to look at them every day. And if, if I'm sitting there constantly trying to buy a player because I think somebody else likes that player or buy a player because I think, you know, that card's going to go up in value or buy a type of card I think someone else is going to like. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm trying to make somebody else happy when, you know, as a collector, I need to, to think about what make, what makes me the happiest because they're my cards and I've got to look at them every day. And, and I think that's important. So congrats once again. And thank you. What is up, Stacking Slabs Nation? It is me, Adam Gelman, your favorite Becky Lynch super collector at WWE Gelman on Instagram. I wanted to send my congratulations over to my good friend, Brett, on 300 episodes. What an absolutely awesome accomplishment. Congratulations again. And my piece of feedback on what I think is a, a valuable lesson I've learned from collecting is just the the power of, of content and the power of the voice of, of reason within this hobby. I think Brett has done a tremendous job with Stacking Slabs uh, being a podcast for people to get that feedback and get that sort of person out there that is going to be a, a voice for them to guide through the the, wide, the winding roads of the hobby. And, and he's done such a good job. But I think that piece of it is so important because, you know, it's not always easy to go through this by yourself. There's so much information out there. There's so many voices out there. So having somebody or a group of friends or a circle of trust, as we say, uh, to, to bring that forward is is just a, a really key element that I've learned uh, to be a part of my collecting journey. So again, congratulations. Thanks again for all that you do for wrestling cards and for uh, the hobby in general. This has been uh, fun to be a guest on your show a few times, but I'm glad you guys uh, are getting to hear all of what Brett has done. If you're listening to the show and all the people that he's impacted, because this is really a fun experience uh, to see that you've made it to, to 300 episodes. Brett, congrats again. Hey, Brett, my name is Kyle with Player Warren, and I came across your Instagram question asking the community, what's the most valuable piece of advice that really I have for uh, all my collecting years? And really, that's patience. And that's twofold, too. One aspect of it is, you know, patience in spending your money on sports cards. You know, I've, I've always advocated that new collectors spend three to six months before really spending any money on anything because there's so much to learn about sports cards in general. There's so many also pitfalls that we as collectors and investors fall into during that time frame that you can avoid by really just spending time researching, asking questions, and really understanding the sports card market. And second, I think is you know patience with developing relationships. What I've learned is it takes a long time for me to trust other collectors and, and, and vice versa for me to gain somebody else's trust. And just know that takes time. But once you get to that point, it's well worth it. But it does take patience. So anyway, great question. Uh, happy to provide my input. And thank you very much. The most valuable lesson I've learned while collecting is this. I only learn 
who I am as a collector and what I truly like to collect by collecting more. And what I mean by that is this, as I curate my collection and buy cards that I think I like, I find out what I actually like. Every time I sell a card and that card goes to the chopping block, there's typically a reason why. So I ask myself why, and yes, a lot of times it's just to fund another purchase, but why am I letting this one go? And what I find is that a box or two was not checked for me as a collector and what's important to me. And that helps me uh, the more I go through that process so I know what I truly like and what I truly collect and who I am as a collector. The most valuable thing I've learned over the last few years coming back is to, every once in a while, take stock in your collection and consolidate however you can. Whether that's a consignment service, eBay, MySlabs, whatever you're going to use, take some time to go through and diligently select cards you want to keep and ones you can do without and consolidate frequently as often as possible. Freeze up some capital, allows you to go out and buy the things when they pop up that you truly want and that you don't see that often. Sometimes this means taking a little bit of a loss, but you need to be intentional. Weeding things out is always hardest the first time, but after you do it once, and if the more frequently you do it, the easier it gets and the more you can look at your collection and be proud of what you have left. So the most valuable thing I learned while collecting is to stop speculating. Don't worry about what the price point of cards are gonna be over time or how the market's doing, and just freaking collect what you wanna collect, what you find is cool, don't worry about what other people think. At the end of the day, that's going to help you grow the collection that you want and you're happy with. And the other thing, sorry, two tips here. Focus on learning. Don't worry about making $5 here, $20 there. Just focus on learning, whether it's new sets, new players, or meeting new people and learning about their stories. Like You're going to take so much more away that's going to help you in the long run. I think we're all so focused on the ground and like, you know, how do I make the next $50 or what do I sell this card for, whatever instead of just growing your knowledge, because that's what's gonna help us all in the long run. Hey, this is Luke, AKA Hawks and Habs PC on Instagram. I uh, just wanna say congrats to Brett on uh, 300 episodes. Uh, definitely the best hobby podcast in, in my opinion that's out there. For the most valuable thing I've learned from collecting, I'd say number one is just keep focus. There's way too many distractions out there with so many parallels and sets and uh, you know box breaks and and breaking is a big thing too. So yeah, the number one thing is keep focus, uh, go after a set or a team. And uh, another thing is just how great the community is in general. So thanks and uh, congrats again. Hey, Brett, this is Dave. Iowa Dave on Instagram. Thanks for doing this. What I've learned is that I have a fantastic wife. I have three healthy, amazing kids. I have a great job and it all makes me happy. But what I've learned is that this hobby, this crazy hobby makes my life even happier. And whether it's looking at what I've already got or looking at what I want to get, this is a presence in my life that just makes things better than I even could have imagined. It just takes it up a whole new level. So what have I learned? I've learned that this hobby makes me happy. Thanks. Hey, Brett, this is Denny from Instagram at Denny underscore cards. And in response to what's the most valuable thing you've learned while collecting, for me, it's that the buyer has all the power meaning on a micro level, unless we are talking about a super rare card, that cards will come and go. And so we really shouldn't feel the sense of FOMO when we can't finalize a deal on a card. Then on a macro level, if we as consumers can collectively vote with our wallets, then these big corporations have to take notice. 
and that we won't be silenced. Thanks so much. Hey, Brett, TV12.sportcards here. Congrats on episode number 300. Glad I could be part of episode number 145. Uh, for me, one thing I learned during the collecting is, you know, always being one step ahead. And for me, you know, that was focusing on Brady and his patches uh, while everyone else was focusing on his shiny stuff. So thinking ahead uh, and again, congrats and appreciate everything that you do for the hobby. Hey, what's up, Brett? This is Chris Hoge, and I want to say a huge congratulations to you on 300 episodes. I remember episode one, and I'm so proud of what you accomplished. And my one thing I've learned as a collector is always have fun, and stacking slabs definitely helps me do that. Congrats, buddy.